What up? Welcome back to the Seller Seller Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Mason Boyd. Joined, as always, by Glenn Enos. Junior. And What's up? I hope you guys enjoyed that intro on on Twitch. That is the live stream. Uh, had one hell of we had a one hell of a uh, not an after party, the opposite of an after party, a pre party. Yeah, it was a free party, a pre game. Um, and we're not even going to tell you what it is. No, you just have to tune in. So, yeah, you you should already o'clock. know. Honestly, six o'clock every Tuesday, baby. Six o'clock. Glenn's always on time. Usually, I'm late. Today, Susan was late. So. But we're here. But we're here now. And we're recording now. So, guys, I'm going to say this every week until it actually starts. We are yet another week closer to actual NFL football. See, right now it's getting more excited. It's getting to the point where it's like, all right, already. Week one's got to come here. I'm, I like. So do I. I'm in, I'm in a couple dynasty leagues and one dynasty league. I'm like primed and ready to go. And I just want football to be here. Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like there's any more moves I can make. I want that shit to happen. I'm ready for week one and I want to see what my team can do. I still got to draft three more teams, you know, in, in, in other leagues, but I'm ready for week one. And we're getting to that point now where football's on TV. It's on ESPN. Tra- training camps. Are you okay? What? What was that? Is you like a snake in there? No, Bean is playing. She has little, has little cat springs. She plays with those. It's like a favorite toy ever. She's zooming around right now, though. And also, the thunder has hit my house now. Yeah, so. it's heading that way. So, uh, if you can hear it, I apologize. Oh. Oh, it's on oh see? How does it feel? <laughs> Anyways. Football's right around the corner, which means another week, another division. This week, we're going to be talking to AFC North. But first, Sousa, I believe you have some news. So now, without further ado, I present to you the new news with Sousa. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> See, you almost just got us banned on Twitch doing that. What the listeners don't know is I was about to take my shirt off, but the viewers just weren't ready for that. You know, technically, no one even knows. People who just listen to this podcast could, you know. Oh, holy late. shit, bro. What the fuck was that? That's your theme. Oh, oh no. <laughs> it's not like someone just got thrown through your wall. Oh my god, <laughs> dude! There was like a bright. Fl- I wonder if lightning like hit over there or something. Probably. It's happening, dude. Dude, dude that was, oh my god! Get this ready. is when the world's ending. Maybe the last podcast we ever do. Fucking well, well. Next time we're gonna be doing it from Noah's Ark. Damn, two of everything: two wide receivers, two running backs. Oh shit. <laughs> But only two <laughs> podcast hosts. What? I said only two podcast hosts. He's, uh, he's, uh, Mason just said a Noah's Ark reference, right? Instead of doing a- male female animals, you say two RBs, two wide receivers. You like that? You like that? Dude, maybe that should be a team name. 
What Noah's Ark? Yeah, I just need two QBs. Anyway, so yeah, I believe this is the news with Souza. First headline of the day, free agent, tight end, expected to sign with the Saints. His name is Chris Herndern, the fourth. Excuse me, one second. <clears throat> Actually, I'm going to follow that up with a... <laughs> Oh my god. That's how much Herndern pisses me off. There we go. It pisses you off. How much do you think he pisses I'm, me off? I'm sorry about, about that. that. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, all right. I'll just move on then. I'll just move on. I got nothing to say about it. No, I know. Um, Javante Williams is looking to be in a 70-30 split with Melvin Gordon. Mm. That's encouraging for Williams truthers. Do you trust it? Do I trust that's going to be the case? No, I'm saying do you trust that a 70-30 split is good enough for Javante Williams to be your RB1? RBC, that's where – that is where things get dice. I, I feel like it was more 50-50. Um, you good, Glenn? Yeah, I saw a flash of lightning. Oh, I feel like it was more 50-50 last year, and he was pretty good. 70-30 is going to be even better, but RB1 is different. But I don't remember exactly where he's going. Would he end up being your running back one? Mason, you're our resident ADP expert. Let me look into that for one second. Hold on. Give me uh... – In any case, it's good news because Melvin Gordon was fine last year. So they have no uh, reason to phase him out, and yet they still are only giving him 30%. So Javante Williams' ADP currently is 26.3. 26 player off the board? No, no, no. Yes. 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 26 Damn. player off the board. So that's third round, early or late, depending on how many teams you get, guys you got. But so if you go wide receiver first, he's going to be your RB one. Two wide receivers first, in which case, I would probably not in the fourteen man. Just, just, just clarifying that. Yeah, you're right. I, I wouldn't feel that comfortable. I would probably go with someone around him, either another wide receiver or another running back around him. Uh, that seems really high, honestly. He's but, good. I think his ADP has only been going up since we've – because that is definitely not where he was when we talked about the Broncos a few weeks back. Uh, he was definitely lower than that, if I'm remembering correctly. I would have to go back, obviously, and listen to the podcast. Um but, I mean, obviously the appeal there is understandable. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, with, with Russell Wilson at the helm, obviously an offense that should be relatively high-powered. Um, you know, it makes sense that his ADP has gone up, especially with what you've been saying, Susan, that 70-30 must be a new report. I saw yesterday 60-40 or the day before mm-hmm. I had read that. So, but I mean – yep. Obviously, though, the thing to take into account is that it is still training camp, so you have to take everything that happens with a grain of salt. 
Um, but I am definitely not an anti-Javante Williams guy. I think he's got problems. So. Did you just crack open a Bezo? No, that was that was me. <laughs> Steelers, uh, Deontay Johnson. What about him? He reached an agreement, two-year deal. So he's staying. He got he got some money, 18 mil per year. So um, so that's good. That means he's established. There's no shaky business. Okay, we'll get to him after. All right, Deontay Johnson. Moving on. Aaron Rodgers, quote, I'm quoting this, doesn't gas rookies basically ever. But he's touting a rookie wide receiver called Romeo Daubs. Daubs. D-O-U-B-S. Daubs. Uh, he wound up in the top 10 in Packers receiving. Oh, no, no, I'm sorry. Wait, who the? Let me read this for a second. Reset. Yeah, that's the guy's name. I'm just reading this wrong. But he's comparing comparing him to Devontae, Jordy, Greg Jennings, Randall Cobb. Jordy? He's like invoking. What the fuck? Those guys. I I don't know. Jordy. I don't think anyone's higher on Aaron Rodgers' list of wide receivers than Jordy Nelson. So that's pretty... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Steamed company there. Yeah, R- Romeo Dobbs earning high praise from Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was a fourth round pick out of Nevada. And he's been making some positive impressions, but I am not buying a single lick of this. But I guess something to keep in the back of your mind if you're doing a dynasty draft, if you want a late your last pick and you don't know who to grab. I mean, take thing a flyer is, on him. There's no more Devontae Adams. So he's gonna have to throw to somebody. There's there's an opening. Not- and it's, there could be a chance where Romeo Dowds is the guy. Matt Stafford's dealing with a tendon issue in his throwing elbow. It's limiting his practice, limiting his throwing. He was held out of drills. Or he's going to be held out of drills this week. So that's never – you don't like to see that. You don't like to see that at all. You need your elbow to throw, usually. I believe usually. so. Uh Obviously, very worrisome. Some you got to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, Allen Robinson, even a little Ned Bigby. You know, so just some stuff to keep keep an eye on. Right, keep an right. eye on it. You know, uh, if it's anything similar to what Dakota Prescott had last preseason, and it's an issue he could just work out. I'm not worried about it. Matt Stafford going to be Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford's trying to be a two-time Super Bowl champ. A little tendonitis in the elbow ain't going to stop him from slinging that. People forget Matt Stafford's one of the toughest SOBs in the NFL. People forget that. Oh, yeah. A little bit of elbow tendonitis, a little elbow tendies isn't going to uh, stop Matt Stafford from doing the damn thing. So I'm, even, I'm not even alarmed. That's a that's a that's an August – First week of August preseason report. I don't give a damn. Now, if it was September first week, then yeah, it yeah, might yeah. be a little something. But we'll see what happens. Chris Godwin returned to practice. Um, or, uh, towards the end of last week, he still has a brace on his right knee, but he's moving. He's doing th- things. 
on the opposite side of the spectrum um, or contrary or whatever the fuck, Mike Evans left practice with a leg injury. He tweaked his hamstring mm. two days ago. Not and, great. Uh, no, not great. He, um, he's, I just feel like all these big bodied guys have some type of leg injury once uh, at some point. He's been pretty reliable lately, but at the same time, I always feel like he's nursing something. Kind of like how Julio was years ago, even though he would play most of the time. Glenn, you have something to say? Excuse me. Look at me. This looks like a guy. This looks like the face of a guy who's worried about Mike Evans. Oh, it looks like the face of a guy who's trying to imitate that uh, Saul Goodman meme. (laughs) Your Honor, Uh, my client... My client simply was just doing it for the vine. <laughs> uh, I mean, if you're listening to the pod, it's great. You know, Apple, you know, Spotify. But if you're not tuning into the Twitch or watching the video on demand, you're, you're really missing something. What the fuck you doing? Um, not worried about Mike Evans' little hamstring tweak, whatever. He said it was no big deal. He said, forget about it. Again. Yeah. August 9th right now. I'm okay with it. Exactly. Yeah, I'll, I'll temper injury expectations. Um, I wouldn't worry about it at the moment. But hamstrings are things that can linger all year. So Christian McCaffrey, hopefully he plays this year. He's been struggling. But um, head coach Matt Rule says, and I quote, I think we're all thinking about Christian one way only, and that's attack. So if they're going to attack Christian McCaffrey in the locker room, he'll probably miss a third straight season. Don't draft next. I'm not going to lie. You got me with that one. I was not expecting that. DJ Chark's been impressive in camp. Got to see it to believe it. DJ Chark zone. Nice. DJ's got the Chark. I can't. People being impressive, people showing great flashes, people having good preseason games don't mean dick to me. Because preseason don't mean dick. Yeah. Just ask Amir Abdullah, okay? So then you don't want to hear about how Michael Thomas is continuing to impress in drills? Nope. Guy hasn't played football in two I have years. not seen Michael Thomas play without Drew Brees. That being said, we know the talent of Michael Thomas. Injury has been riddling his seasons over the past couple of years. He's older. He's yes. old. And he's old. Which means, I don't know. He's going to be a guy who's uh, could be an X factor. But the thing is, we're not talking about the NFC South today. So, Michael Thomas news can be put on hold. Fair enough. This one's for Mason. Um, Bears wide receiver Nikhil Harry has been diagnosed with a high ankle sprain. <laughs> That's <fucked up. laughs> My favorite thing what that, a loser. that came of that uh, Nikhil Harry trade is when ESPN or NFL Network, po- he got traded there, and then they decided to post a graphic that said, uh, the Bear- it was like, the Bears, new look, wide receiver core. And I was like. I was looking through, who? Who? Yeah. Who? <laughs> Darnell Mooney. Who? Yeah. Who? yeah. It's Darnell Mooney and Cole Komet. That's it. Who? Even Cole Komet. What the fuck has he done? I know. 
I know who he is, but who? Okay. Who? Who? Um, what was I going to say? Oh, this know. is kind of, this, this one's kind of uh, interesting. Uh, running back for the Chiefs, rookie running back Isaiah. It looks like Pacheco to me. I've heard someone say Pacheco. I'm not, Pacheco. not saying that. Pacheco. Okay. Uh, Isaiah Pacheco running routes from the slot in Kansas City camp. There's been some good things talking. Uh, I talked about him, how he's like, First, he wasn't even expected to even possibly make the team, make the roster. And now it sounds like him and Clyde are the only locks in the backfield. And Clyde, you can't really trust him. I feel like his job is not secure. This guy's some something to watch, especially for Dynasty. This uh this Pacheco kid. How's it spelled? P-A-C-H-E-C-O. That's Pacheco. You're from Massachusetts. You spell yeah. Pacheco, Pacheco. That's right. Checko. Put Justin, your ass out of here. Justin Tucker assigned a four-year extension. Again, got rid of kickers. No, I know, but he's he's a legend. Yeah, but Justin, yeah. Justin Tucker's a goat. He's goaded. Ravens oh, running awesome. back. Running Ravens running back J.K. Dobbins is being activated today off the physically unable to perform list and is on track <laughs> to be ready for week one, which is you, great. Yeah, you know me. Physically unable yeah, to perform. Don't they make a blue pill for that? P-U-P? Physically unable to perform. It's a sex joke. <laughs> you think I was frozen? I can't. I was waiting for Glenn to play a sound, and I just couldn't take the silence anymore. I cracked up. <laughs> Um, Did I? I thought I played one. You can hear it. Sometimes it doesn't come through on my end, at least. I don't know if it, uh, if Mason can hear it. Uh, I did not hear it for the record. <laughs> Holy <laughs> shit! There it is. That's not what I play. Yeah. All right, move on. That's that's really about it. Um, I don't know what what is this about. It says no timetable for Joe Burrow's return. Yeah, you oh, from his. Surgery. Appendicitis. Oh, we know a kid who had that. Yeah, we do. And that's it. Aside from Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown connection looking pretty promising. But again, Glenn already clarified doesn't mean Jack. Nope. So that's it. That's the news. I think he said it doesn't mean Dick. That's what he said. Oh yeah, you're right. Sure. My bad, Dick. So, all right. You guys ready? Who picked the AFC North last week? Was it Susan? Me. Why don't you go first then? Baltimore Ravens. What do you got for me? Fuck. Oh. Now we're jumping into it, baby. Get ready. All right. All right. So you want my MVP then? Yeah, let's hear it. It's going to be Mark Andrews. The dude's a beast. He's the new tight end to own. I'm taking him over Kelsey. First of all, he's a lot younger. He's only 26, which is younger than us, Okay. Dude looks like a fucking man. And yeah, he's younger than us. Can you say that again? The dude looks like a fucking man. Yeah, he's younger than us. What? Anyway, 
Yeah, he had over 1,300 yards last year, nine touchdowns. He's going to be great. I think that's unquestionable. It's just like, why would he be better than Kelsey? Well, he did it last year, and I just think the Chiefs offense is going to be maybe slowed down compared to last year with Tyreek being gone. I don't know. Maybe Mahomes won't have as great of a season as a result. Meanwhile, things have only gotten better in, in uh, Baltimore. And Do you think Chelsea won't get more of a target share now that Tyreek Hill's not there? Well, you could make that argument. And then I could say the same thing about Hollywood Brown leaving the Ravens. So you're comparing Hollywood Brown, Tyreek Hill? Give me two seconds. I understand where Suze is coming from um, in the sense that I think Mark Andrews already was. Yes. The guy. Because Tyreek Hill only had 11 more targets than Marquise Brown last year. So, yeah, that's pretty comparable. Uh, 150 targets vacant on both on both sides. Yeah, but I feel like Mahomes throws the ball more than Lamar does. Now I gotta do more comparisons, but Mahomes I mean, also targets a lot more people. Lamar just say, dumps off to that mofo. Yeah, Lamar. Lamar targets Mark Andrews specifically, though. I think. Holy shit! What? So Lamar's better is what you're saying than Pat Mahomes. No, Lamar's I'm not saying that. Lamar threw. He only he only played twelve games, but he threw three hundred eighty-two times. Mahomes threw six hundred and fifty-eight times, which is nuts. But, um, all right, say what you want about him finishing number one, but I think it's safe to say that he's going to be the tight end one. He also got 20 more. I mean, he's going to be the MVP, my bad. Say what you want about him finishing one, but he's going to be the MVP of this team. He did get 20 more targets than Kelsey, just saying, last year, even with Mahomes throwing almost twice as much as Lamar. So that's something to say. So as a percentage of attempts, Kelsey, I mean, Andrews has almost half, which is kind of absurd. I agree, Susan. Mark Andrews, MVP. I don't need to say anything more because I think he did a good job. Ooh, I agree. I agree. Mark Andrews, MVP, baby. We don't have any any case for Lamar being MVP? Um, He's on the decline, man. He finished one, then he finished 10, then he finished 15. No, he's good. Last year. Yeah, well, injuries count. Well, honestly, I think Lamar is still going to have a very good season, especially with – they have a lot of questions at running back right now due to J.K. Dobbins' injury status, um, Gus Edwards' injury status, which means that they're num- – if – just for argument's sake, if both of those guys weren't able to go week one, your starting running back would be Mike Davis, which is not an indictment on Mike Davis. Mike Davis is okay. But obviously at that point, Lamar – is basically your RB1 as well as your quarterback for the Ravens. So I think Jesus. I uh, saw the flash on your screen. I think the but also with the departure of Hollywood and uh and Sammy Watkins, I think there's a chance that if Andrews isn't open, Lamar's probably just gonna be running. Um, and I think that 
there's a chance that through, oh my God, I'm trying to talk, Mother Nature. Uh, that through, that through uh, Lamar's legs alone, I think, which I mean is his has been his mo for a while now. But uh, with his legs alone, I think that he's still primed to have a very good season. But he is my X factor. Yeah, Lamar is great, but at the end of the day, if you look at the Ravens, say what's one player I want to have. You got to pick Andrews because in the quarterback picture, you could possibly have someone better than Lamar, more likely at least than you would a better tight end than Mark Andrews. Put that in your juice box and shove it up your ass. I think you have to look at the target share like from a tight end perspective. You know, he's going to say, can this guy lead the team in targets? And he's going to. So, man, you well, I was gonna say my X factor, but you can. Well, suit. Well, Mason said his X factor is Lamar. Your X factor, I'm guessing, is not Lamar. Yeah, it's Bateman. What? Go ahead. Go ahead. Talk about Bateman. Or, I have Bateman. Or should it be a, Dobbins? Uh, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. J.K. Dobbins should be the X factor. I have Rashad Bateman as a sleeper. Because of the obviously the yeah you're right hole that hole that um, Hollywood Brown left now Bateman's de facto number one second year man uh, the X factor J.K. Dobbins because we don't know he's a literal X factor hasn't played football in two years well he didn't play all of last year so it's been two years since we've seen him, seen him play football um you right you right he showed some great flashes in the time that he did get splitting time with Mark Ingram. Uh, in his rookie season. Now he's back. And it looks like things are shaping up for him to be ready by week one. In this Ravens offense, you expect Lamar Jackson to move the ball. You expect them to run the football. You expect when they're ahead in the game, they're going to run the football. And I think good things are going to happen for J.K. Dobbins this year. But in the off chance where things don't go well, and the Ravens aren't a good team, and Lamar doesn't play well, and they can't run the football. And you're going to have J.K. Dobbins getting you fucking four to eight points in your RB2 slot, and you're like, damn, this could be so much better, and it's not. What the fuck happened? And that's why he's your X Factor. Yeah, that's that disaster scenario, I would say, is very unlikely. But what is likely that could also fuck you over is the injury. We don't know exactly when he's going to be 100%. So when it comes to drafting, he's certainly an X factor. If he's healthy, I'm all for it. I mean, the Ravens have been like the most run-first offense for years now. Um, They run the ball. They're like top of the list just about um, when it comes to running the ball. So, yeah, it would be great if he's healthy. But we don't know. We don't know if it's going to be a lingering thing. We don't know when he's going to be ready. Makes another it hard to draft. Another thing in that X Factor uh, spiel about J.K. Dobbins is the touchdown factor. You could get a lot of touchdowns vultured at the goal line by maybe someone heavier like a Mike Davis or a Lamar Jackson who loves to run in the football. Or Gus Edwards. Gus is good. Gus is good. Yes, yeah, the other Gus thing, Gus. like splitting touches is another potential factor. 
It's a lot of risk with him. Uh, if everything's golden, he is an RB2 with RB1 upside. Yep. Um, my sleeper, like I said, if you want to talk about Rashad Bateman, he's taking over right now de facto RB uh, wide receiver one. According to the depth chart, we don't know. They got Devin Duvernay. Pretty sure they got another bum wide receiver that nobody knows. Thing is, I put besides Bateman, my players to avoid are Ravens wide receivers because excuse you because it's the Mark Andrews show, it's the Lamar Jackson show, and it's the running back show. Uh, Bateman might have pretty good fantasy output, but I don't think you can depend on it week in week out, kind of like you couldn't with Hollywood Brown. Um, I don't think any other wide receiver shines as much as Bateman does. You stay away from those boys. You just want the guys who can run the football and then obviously the stud tight end. I agree. Mason? Sorry, uh, no, I'm, I'm with you 100%. Um, I don't really like anybody – like, Rashad Bateman, I think, is a stretch because, like you guys said, the Ravens' offense is so inherently run-heavy anyway, and on the off chance that they do throw the ball, it's almost always to Mark Andrews or the other tight end. Um, I mean, we've seen it since Lamar Jackson's come into the league. Uh, so, I mean, I have, you know, a lot of pause drafting someone named James Prochee, the second. That's their next wide receiver. Behind Duvernay. Or, uh, no. Sorry. 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 That was they, good. Also have, they also have a shot, Bateman. Yeah, we talked about Bateman. Okay. But, Sleeper. Yeah, sorry. That was that was my – I missed a little bit. My lottery ticket is um, – it's going to be the running backs behind Dobbins. Either Gus Edwards or Mike Davis. Uh, I feel like yeah. – we saw last year all the running backs went to the hospital in the span of two weeks out for the season. For real. So if this scenario happens again, where unfortunately if that were to happen to Dobbins, it would suck. Gus Edwards would be back, Mike Davis. Yeah, if there's one thing we know about Mike Davis is that he is there when the world needs him most. Yeah. He was there for behind McCaffrey. He was there in Atlanta when they literally had no one but a wide receiver to be running back. And now he's here in Baltimore when you have Gus Edwards, who looks iffy for week one. That was reported today. And then you got Gus uh, Dobbins, who we already are saying, like they're they're thinking he could be ready for week one. They don't know. So they're both – the only one 100% healthy is Mike Davis. So Mike Davis, unlike the Avatar, doesn't vanish. Right, when the world needs him most. Right. All right. Anything else about the Ravens? No, sir. Basically, Andrews, Jackson, Dobbins. Big flies on the running backs. Maybe Bateman. Moving on to the reigning defending AFC champions, the Cincinnati Bengals. All right, this might be some controversy here. This is a good team. There's a lot of fantasy firepower on this team. So I want to know who – do you gentlemen have as your MVP? And I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Jesus. You're definitely going to say Tyler Boyd. I am not. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. 
if you think we're going to be wrong, then you are assuming we're going to say Chase maybe or Mixon, but we're wrong? Anyway, the MVP, I went first last night. You guys go. Mason? This is tough. I'm gonna go. So uh, I'm gonna go with Joe Mixon. Okay, that's your opinion, and it's wrong. Oh ho! No, uh, listen. Um, I think Joe Mixon. You know, I I don't think a lot of well, I know that all of us on this podcast are not Joe Mixon guys. Uh, that has been, you know, confirmed for a while. Um, and we thought that his season two years ago was gas. We thought that he was going to come back to earth last year, not be great. And he was, um, he finished as what RB three, RB two, three, three. Okay. Three in so, standard four in PPR. All right. Well, there you go. And the thing that's great is that, like you said, this is a high powered offense and their offensive line sucked and Joe Mixon was good. And they got better. So there is reason to believe that Joe Mixon should keep it up. In my opinion, that's why he's my MVP. Two words for you, Mason, last year for Joe Mixon, okay? 16 touchdowns. 13 on the ground, three in the air. If you ask our fellow co-host, which stat was the hardest to predict again? Touchdowns. Touchdowns. Other than that, Joe Mixon ran for 1,200 yards, which is great. Good. Okay. But there are many a time, especially early in the season, where Joe Mixon would just run it in right from the goal line when it would be, you know, sometimes even on third and goal, fourth and goal. And I feel like because I was a Joe Burrow owner, and I needed him to get a touchdown. Every single time the opportunity came, he'd miss a fade to somebody, and then Joe Mixon would just run it in. I'm like, okay. Here we go. I'm going to tell you what. If you guys noticed last year, towards the end of the season, Susan, before I continue with this, who's your MVP? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with Jamar Chase. If there's one guy I want on the Bengals, it's Jamar Chase. He, the, when I have reserves, the reserves I have about him, which is why he's not my first wide receiver, like off the board or anything, is he was inconsistent. He yes. would have, he would have dud games. He'd have, here, let me just read you some point totals in half point scoring six, five, eight, three, zero point eight. Like these are finishes that he had, but he also had 50, 30, 25 so like he wins you weeks and you got to remember he was a rookie wide receiver we can't just be like oh well he's inconsistent so i don't trust him dude this that was his first goddamn year he lit the world on fire 1400 yards 13 touchdowns uh, i mean the connection should only get stronger he should only get better i don't see how he doesn't maintain this or even get better and more consistent even if he has the same point totals, maybe distribute the big blow-up games among other weeks and have an average of like you know 15 to 20 points um, rather than boom or bust type of weeks. But give me Jamar Chase. 
I don't like Chase, and I don't like mixing him. Here's why, as my MVP. Because lining up across from Chase is a guy by the name of T. Higgins, who might be just as talented as Jamar Chase. Um, last year, T. Higgins only played 14 games. However, he progressed from his rookie season, finishing as 17 in standard, 24 in PPR. Okay, so we want about Chase, obviously. The 50-point game skews things as far as the rankings go and the inconsistency moving forward. I think the MVP of the Cincinnati Bengals is quarterback Joe Burrow. And here's why. Last year, right. as you guys remember, I was a Joe Burrow owner. I traded Joe Burrow late in the season. And I traded him in a deal involving Patrick Mahomes. Let me remind you, as good as Patrick Mahomes was for me on my team during that stretch of weeks, Joe Burrow was in absolute God mode, and which resulted in a 50-point game from Jamar Chase, which resulted in T. Higgins salvaging his fantasy receiving, salvaging his fantasy season after missing a few games and being a wide receiver, too, in the long run. Joe Burrow caught fire. He rolled that momentum towards the playoffs and made it to the AFC Championship. And as the trend goes, normally in fantasy, when guys catch fires toward late in the season, they carry it over towards next year. Now, Joe Burrow with another season with Jamar Chase, another season with T. Higgins. He still has an aging Tyler Boyd, but he's still Tyler Boyd's got reliable hands. If you add Joe Mixon to the mix, all these offensive weapons, the one who benefits from it the most is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow could finish. Top three in quarterback this year. He just might. So I, you like, don't so you think that he's gonna jump from seven to three yes. and Jamar Chase won't be as good as he was last year? If not no. better? No, because I think T. Higgins improves. And I think Joe throws more touchdowns and takes away from Joe Mixon. Do you think that there's a better chance? that you'd find a wide receiver. Do you think there's a better chance you'd find a wide receiver better than Chase than you'd find a quarterback better than Burrow in fantasy this year? Yes. Wow. So he's your MVP. You think who, – who would you rather have – like, who do you have that's above Jamar Chase? Because I can name at least five guys who, who could finish better than Jamar Chase this year. Give me Cup. Give me Je- yep. Jefferson. Yep. Diggs. I'll I'll take Chase. I'll take Chase over Adams, too. But I'm saying, even though you're taking him, those guys have potential to finish over higher than him, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so does Debo. Debo as well. Yeah, but you but, can make the same argument for quarterbacks. Yeah. Hurts can be better. Uh, Kyler Murray, even Tom Brady. I was going to say, even more established, established players. I mean, that you already Mahomes. have – there's a reason why he's QB7 or QB6 off the board. The reason the reason why he's not my MVP, and I agree with you, Glenn. You guys know I'm a Joe Burrow fanboy. Uh, but the problem that I have is his ADP is pretty high. Comparatively speaking to other quarterbacks, like Susan said, Tom Brady is going in like the eighth or – Seventh, seventh, eighth, ninth round, something like that. So you can get better value at that position instead. Right, but that's not the question. It's who's going to be the best fantasy player 
for the Cincinnati Bengals. It's not about ADP and value. I got Patrick Mahomes in 2018 in the ninth round. He had the best quarterback fantasy season ever. Not about ADP and value. It's about who's going to be the best fantasy yeah. player on the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, I, I get that. And I respect them being your pick, but I don't see that. I don't see that um, crazy explosion from them. I hope I'm wrong. I mean, ultimately, if Joe Burrow does what I'm saying he's going to do, those other guys are going to be fine. Like Chase, Higgins, Mixon, everybody else. The yeah. only reason I don't trust Mixon is because last year was the first, like, it's the first season we saw from Joe Mixon that he really lived up to his potential and you could say exceeded it. And he was doing it the whole year while battling, I'm pretty sure, a knee injury. He still played. Yeah. <clears throat> I just it's it's tough, especially him now, getting older. It's gonna be tougher for him to put up the protection he had last year. 1,200 yards, 16 touchdowns. That's tough ass to repeat for a running back, unless your name's obviously Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree. I like Mixon. I just, well, he's not a guy I ever want to own, honestly. I never want to use that high pick on him. I just feel like there's a risk there at all times. You just and that's that happens sometimes in fantasy. There's just a guy you don't really want. You'll never you never think he's worth the price you gotta pay for him. And that's and Nixon's one of those guys for me. But he did the thing last year. Uh my player to avoid is Tyler Boyd. Sam. Tyler yeah. Boyd hasn't he's declined ever since Andy Dalton wasn't his quarterback. Albeit he's had, you know, better help around him at wide receiver, and it showed that, you know, Higgins and Chase are more talented than him. Uh, but things aren't getting better with him, with Joe Burrow at the helm. I mean, it'll be – I don't even know what he finished last year. Wasn't too impressive, but – 30, 31, 33. So that's, what, wide receiver three? Wide receiver three. A flex. That's all you really – you're going to get from Tyler Boyd. And even that, I don't like him in my flex. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I agree. My sleeper, believe it or not, because of the faith, I, I should say, the lack of faith I have in Joe Mixon's health is uh, Samaje Piran. Oh, my God. He sucks, bro. But if he gets wow. off the He's a sleeper. I remember starting him back in the day. Yeah, when he wasn't a fossil. The saying. dude's younger than us, man. He's 26. Well, he looks That's like so an old funny. man, so. He's looked like an old man since he was 20. I know. Um, That's the my thing. lottery ticket is Hayden Hurst. Tight end position. Um, is so hit or miss. Like I said, he could be a guy who helps Joe Burrow get to the cream of the crop as well. Catch some red zone stuff. I think he'd be better than what Ozama was. Uzama. But like I said, again, a lottery ticket. If Joe Burrow balls out, 
And Hayden Hurst benefits from it. He could finish as, you know, tight end one. Not not the tight end one, but a tight end one to start, like top 12 tight end. Right, right, right. Yeah, that's fair. I like Higgins a lot. I think he'll be um... – Yeah, I'm sorry. I skipped him. And we skipped X-Factors, but he's my X-Factor. But go ahead. Yeah, about. yeah me too. Because he's a guy who you'll get later than Chase, but he could be a top ten receiver. He yeah, could be. I, I don't. The chances of him finishing better than Chase, are, I think, are close to zero. I still think Chase will be better, but given the draft value, I, I think Higgins is a pretty good pick, and he could, because of the draft value, will um, could like excel your team really far because he could be a wide receiver one drafted in the I don't know third round or so. But if I'm wrong, then I guess he's just another wide receiver, too. He had 1,000 yards last year on 74 receptions, 1,091 yards, six touchdowns, 110 targets. And he only played 14 games. I mean, I like T. Name starts with T and sounds like T. It's T. Higgins. Mason, who's your X Factor? Um, my X Factor is Joe Burrow. Uh, and that's because I'm interested to see I'm interested in the Bengals as a team uh, as a whole this year. Because I think we talked about this uh, statistics or um, historically speaking, teams that lose the Super Bowl do not perform as well in the following season. Um, so I'm interested to see if this team will buck that trend. And although I am high on the Bengals this year, that is something that's giving me a little bit of pause if I'm being completely honest with you. But I think this year, even more so now, you know, Jamar Chase is not a rookie anymore. You have a better offensive line. Obviously, you have T. Higgins returning Tyler Boyd. They get an upgrade, I think, at tight end with Hayden Hurst. Um, I think that, you know, Glenn, there's that opportunity, like you said, for Joe Burrow to be a top three quarterback. There is that opportunity there. Um, And I think it's going to be determined by whether or not he can step up and seize it. Uh, Yeah, I agree. Susan, who do you have for your X factor? Um. I like Mason's take, but I'm I'm going with you, Glenn, with uh, T. Higgins. I don't know. Maybe Joe Burrow is the more appropriate answer because I think T. Higgins is more of a sure thing than maybe Burrow will be. Um, so I think I'm going to side with Mason on this one. Joe Burrow. Let's go, baby. I just want to say I lost a trade with Brendan because Burrow was better than Mahomes. All right, on to next year. Brennan fleeces again. Um, next team, Cleveland Browns. Guys, what's there to say about Cleveland? The Browns feel like the Browns again. We're like. They got some good players, but do I really 
how bad do I want them? There's there's a lot of controversy surrounding this team. I just saw on Twitter actually, like literally just on Twitter, that Roger Goodell, obviously, I don't know if we talked about this in the news or not, but Deshaun Watson, or we talked about it last week, Deshaun Watson's suspension is being appealed because the league is seeking a year-long suspension. Um, I also the, the saw, judge ruled six games. So at uh, least six games, I think. But could be a year. Yeah, he's my player to avoid. Absolutely. Uh, I would agree with that. I don't I know a wise man once said you gotta take risks, but that is not a risk I won't take. I mean, hopefully we'll have more news by the time your draft starts, but as of now, if you're drafting Deshaun Watson, assuming that he's gonna have six games, okay, you take him late, real late probably as your quarterback. And it looks all fine and dandy on paper. Then you're like, okay, I don't have a quarterback for six games. Let me get somebody else. And you get fucking Tua. I mean, you'll be playing Tua, in my opinion, for the whole year. Or you'll be streaming quarterbacks. You're going to have the Tua-Kirk Cousins combination. Kirk Cousins. Maybe Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, Trevor Lawrence. You might have all that Um, if you draft Deshaun Watson. Kirk Mitchell. Even Dirk Mitchell. The Davis Mills. Um, yeah, you got to avoid them. And as a result, like Mason said, it's not a team you really want anyone on. I Now, I can't say that completely because everyone loves Chubb. Everyone loves having a Chubb. Chubb gets dubs. And he's going to be my MVP because if there's one person you can trust, regardless of the quarterback, it's Nick Chubb. That's for sure. I agree. Yeah. Chubb gets dubs, MVP. We just need him to stay healthy. And also, an added dimension to that is that Kareem Hunt requested trade, if I'm not mistaken. He did, Um, but the team said they are not trading his ass. But still, he's still behind him, and he is disgruntled. So, you never know what happens. He might kick a bitch. I did not. That was not what I was going for. Yeah, I, I don't know about that. Oh, I have Kareem Hunt as a sleeper. Um, the news about him requesting a trade, I think he wants a trade so he can showcase what he can still do as that lead back and as an RB1 because he's trying to get paid. He's trying to get money. He's trying to get the money that he thinks he rightfully deserves. And if he didn't kick a bitch, he'd probably have that money right now and he'd probably still be playing for the Chiefs. I actually would like to say I saw and verified sources on Twitter, um, like not a blue checkmark guy or anything like that. Actually, it might have been a blue checkmark guy. I don't remember. But regardless, they said that they were friends with Kareem Hunt's cousin. And apparently Kareem Hunt requested trade because the majority of the people in the locker room actually are pissed that the Browns uh, traded for Deshaun Watson because they consider him to be a sexual predator. Yeah. So, like, the locker room is basically, like, divided, which, well, think you know, about it. I mean, if you're, if you're a tenured player on the Browns and you draft your franchise quarterback, Baker Mayfield, he got you to the playoffs for the first time in how many fucking years, and then you just go all in on a dude who hasn't played football in a year because he fucking allegedly sexually assaulted 24 women. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, thanks Baker, but you're not the guy. And even if he's not that guy, whatever, but 
to go in that direction, it's like, okay. Yeah, it's a bad look. Yeah. Now oh, we're playing. Sure. And I'm sure the team back. loved Baker. I mean, he's a guy that you can get behind for sure. Always in it's it to di- win it. I feel like it, it's different, man. If, if if you trade a player, like a running back, or wide receiver, lineman, whatever, defensive guy, quick to get over, you know, next man up. Quarterback, I feel like, is that team captain, the guy who has that special bond, especially if you're a running back, especially if you're a receiver, offensive skill position. If Even if you're a lineman, you know, you, you want to protect the guy at, at the quarterback position. You got to have that bond with him. If it's rubbing people the wrong way, it's not a good sign. And if that's the reason why, you know, Kareem Hunt's trade wants to be traded, I mean, we'll see. I don't – Kareem Hunt's still going to be out there, third downs, catching passes because, you know, Chubb don't catch passes. He just runs through everybody and then, you know, breaks away for a 50-yard touchdown, gets the ball at the goal line. Uh, Kareem Hunt's going to have his opportunities. That's why I have him as a sleeper. Like I said, he wants to get paid, so he's going to be doing his best to showcase what he's got. I don't have him as my X factor because – the Browns got a new addition at wide receiver. And all they had to do was trade, uh, I'm pretty sure, a fifth-round pick to the Dallas Cowboys to obtain their new wide receiver one, none other than Amari Cooper. Mark That's Cooper, exciting. Factor. It's exciting, but it'd be more exciting if the quarterback wasn't Jacoby Brissett. Nothing yep. against Jacoby. But, I mean, I'm not sure, again – the Browns strike me as a run-first team. That's how they were with Baker. Cooper thrived in the Cowboys' offense, but even Cooper, I feel, didn't reach his full potential in the Cowboys' offense because of how Dak spread out the ball and how they were still trying to feed Zeke and Tony Paul became a thing. Dalton Schultz emerged, all these other guys. Cooper hasn't been that number one wide receiver guy since he was on the Raiders, and he had that good season with Derek Carr. Now he's that guy. I mean, on uh, on Cleveland, Jarvis Landry's out of town. The guy standing across from him is Donovan Peoples-Jones. Yep. Second year now for him. I mean, Cooper year, by far is way more talented than him. And he wants Poor to guy. prove that he can be that guy. I mean, you look at Cooper's four seasons he had in Dallas. Wow. Um, his first year, played 15 games, finished. Wide receiver 19 PPR, uh, which is wide receiver 2. In 2019, he was 7 in standard, 10 in PPR, wide receiver 1. 15 PPR in 2020, 18 in standard. And then last year, only played 15 games, 25 in standard, 2027. 20, you know, actually, his best year was in Dallas in 2019. That was the only year he was legit for wide receiver 1. Best yardage, and, best touchdown totals. Yeah. So, I mean, you'd like to see it now after everything that he's put together and that he's probably bringing him, bringing with him from Dallas as far as that knowledge now and what it takes to be, you know, a great pass catcher. See what the Browns can do, but do you trust Jacoby yeah. Brissett? If and that's he, why he's the X factor. He's going to be the wide receiver one. They're going to feed him targets. Like, if you go running back, running back, wide receiver, and then another wide receiver, like in that, in that case, I wouldn't mind. Mari Cooper being my wide receiver, too. I'd love him as my flex. But if he's my wide receiver, too, with two great running backs and a nice wide receiver one, I'm happy with that, too. I think he's just going to demand targets. And uh, I'll be excited to see him on that team. And this time, unlike in Dallas, he's not going to have much competition. Oh, Mason, um, you go. I mean, my X-Factor is also Mari Cooper. Um 
because I think he's one of those situations where I don't know how to read him because he had a good season or he was never really able to string it together consistently when it was the Oakland Raiders. Hmm. Uh, and then he got traded to Dallas. Obviously, he had the best season of his career. Um, and now he's being traded to the Browns, where I don't feel good about it, even if they did have Deshaun Watson. You know, it's not like he was the guy in uh, for the Raiders. And he still couldn't do it. And I understand Deshaun Watson in on paper is better than Derek Carr, but I don't know. There's just too many. He's a true X factor because I think you really just don't know how he's going to perform this year. Um, and if you can get, he's getting drafted, I think in like the sixth, seventh round, something like that. If you can get him that late, and like Suda said, he's your wide receiver too, or maybe if you can somehow get him as like a flex in, in smaller leagues, and he ends up putting his together a season at his ceiling, uh, you know, you're, the value there is ridiculous. But it's just, it's such a shot in the dark, in my opinion, that I don't feel comfortable doing it. So what you're saying is you're not drafting Amari Cooper? Probably not, no. So I'm not going to worry about you getting them. No. And what Sousa's saying is that he wants to trade for Amari Cooper in our dynasty. Yes. Right. Talk after this. He was um, another wide receiver. My lottery ticket is David Njoku. Njoku's on you. Uh, David Jerk was getting paid like he's a top five tight end. So it's time for him to start performing like he's a top five tight end. I agree. Like I said, tight ends, that's all they are. Lottery tickets if you're not an established stud. So, there's... um, David Njoku, he was your what? Lottery ticket. He's going to be my sleeper. Um, he just got signed to a four-year deal. Uh, well, they, they franchise, franchise tagged him and uh, then signed him to a four-year deal. $56 million extension, making him the fifth highest paid tight end. Okay, That's crazy. Austin Hooper, he's gone. Okay, David Njoku, we know he's a big boy. He's shown flashes. He's just never not even strung it together because there's not that much to string together. It's like here and there, and the tight and the tight end was rarely used at the same time on the Browns, especially with Hooper in the mix. But now it's just him. He got paid. Money talks. Got to think about that kind of stuff. And even if, I mean, if Watson was quarterback, that'd be that'd be helpful because you have a good quarterback. You could find a Joku in the red zone maybe. But with Brisket Jacoby Brissett. As a lesser quarterback, there's also a narrative that he might depend on the tight end more than a better quarterback would. So I, I like him as a late-round tight end who could finish top 10 easily. I think he's a good sleeper candidate. I, I like it. agree. I agree. Anything, I agree with anything all else that. on the Browns before we wrap it up and go I, on to our last team? I hope that they're good because I like – 
when the Browns are good. But at the same time, I don't like Deshaun Watson, so it's like you like Jacoby Brissett. So imagine Jacoby Brissett leads them leads them to like a fifteen two record. That'd be insane. That would be crazy. It'd be like, um, oh my god, who's the guy who did it for uh, Minnesota? Case Keenum. Case Keenum, and also oh Sam Bradford. Or Sam, Sam Bradford. Yeah, wasn't Sam Bradford like absolutely nasty one year for them? He was the most accurate quarterback in history with them. Or I don't know, it's not sure if that's been broken since, but yeah, I thought that Sam Bradford was nasty, and then Case Keenum he got hurt, and then Case Keenum came in for him and was also nasty. I only remember Sam Bradford being nasty in college. I cannot actually remember. I I cannot believe I remembered. He's not even on. I can't even look him up. See Sam Bradford. I'm looking right now. Anyway, speaking of Case Keenum, while you look that up, you guys see the video of Case Keenum pretending to be a fan at Bills camp and asking players for their autographs? I did. I did see that. I did not. It was funny. Also, just want to say. Bucket hat on. Go ahead. I don't know if the Vikings made the playoffs this season, but Sam Darnold did and finish. Darnold? Or Sam Bradford. Sorry. What the fuck? Hmm? Sorry. Who? Uh, he, he did finish 20 touchdowns and only five interceptions. So I don't know if they made the playoffs that year, but I remember him being pretty decent for them. Um, and then Case Keenum came in and was also nasty. So Case Keenum went to the NFC Championship. Yes. Yeah. Sam Bradford had in 2016, he broke the NFL record for accuracy, but then Drew Brees broke it the next three years after that. Okay. Vikings. <laughs> for most accurate season. Oh, Jesus. Vikings finished 8 and 8. So. Is that the year Blair Walsh missed the field goal? Against, uh, against the Seahawks or not? Um, I don't know. No, 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 because they didn't even play the Seahawks that year. It's not important. Moving on to our last team in the AFC North. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Interesting. I mean, give, give me Najee or give me death, baby. Oh, yeah. Far and away the MVP. You know, I, He's likely going to lose work. He was worked like a horse last year as like the only guy, third down back, fourth down back. He's always there. But so that will let there's already talks about it, kind of like a Derrick Henry workload. Like you gotta just dial it back a little bit or he's gonna die. Um, But at the end of the day, he's still gonna get enough work. He's the de facto number one. The Pittsburgh Steelers always produce a great running back, and he is a great talent. Uh, finished top five last year. I don't see any reason why he won't do that again. Eh. See, what I worry about is – Top ten at least. So what I worry about is the quarterback play, cutting into his thing. If, if the quarterback sucks, then you can just stack the box against Najee. And I don't care how good Najee is. I mean, you got eight dudes ready for you to run the football. His production's probably going to go down a little bit. Um. If he gets semi-decent quarterback play and is still a part of the passing game, good. I think he's the MVP. There's no one I'd rather have on the Steelers than Najee had. My X-Factor, however, 
The quarterback play is going to be the biggest part of this with Deontay Johnson. Last year, Deontay Johnson, um, he was a – I just want to confirm this. He was a wide receiver one. He finished eighth in PPR, 12 in standard. Uh, his best season to date, he played 16 games, missed one game on the season. Deontay's been that guy in his first two seasons before that where he'd always have injuries. Oh, man, Deontay's down again. Oh, man, he's down again. Dude, is that Deontay on the ground? Oh, my God. He's, he's just that guy. Uh, last year, he toughed it out, and he put together a great year in Ben's final season. Ben Roethlisberger ain't the quarterback, no. And as talented as Deontay is, coming off of that two-year deal we talked about earlier, I don't know if he could be a wide receiver one again. Do you think he's going to be top eight PPR? Top eight? That's what he finished last year. He was the eighth receiver in PPR. I think he can do it. No. I mean, he had – but last year he had 107 receptions, 1,161 yards, eight touchdowns. And get this. 169 targets. That's right. Ah, here's here's he's my X factor. Okay, where he's going, Mason. If you can give me his ADP as I finish this, where he's going. Okay, where's he going? Oh, uh, 51.2 average draft position. So, end of beginning, beginning of the fifth in the 12 man league. Yes. I mean, his ADP says he's not going to be a top eight wide receiver. But we'll see. I, like I said, I, I just – it's going to be tough. And I, I don't think Chase Claypool is going to be as bad as he was last year either. I think if anybody makes a big jump with these new quarterbacks, it's going to be Claypool. Because he is talented when he's not fucking – Showing yep. off in the first down when the clock's running out. He's well, a bozo. See, here's the thing, though, is that I think Deontay Johnson can do what he did, but also Claypool can improve as well. The big reason why is because Claypool did not score last year, right? At all. Two touchdowns. That's what I'm saying. So if Claypool's targets stay exactly the same, because he's still behind Deontay Johnson for all intents and purposes on the depth chart. And, I mean, technically, if anything, his targets are going to go up because um, because Juju's not there anymore. So now Claypool was essentially Juju, your third. Juju didn't play most of last season. Still. What I'm saying is it's still, it's still a bonus for him. Bonus. Um, the one cause of concern – I do have is number one is, is George uh, George Pickens because he's been a very highly touted wide receiver and if I had to take a lottery ticket or a sleeper on this team I would pick him um, you know the Steelers as we know have been a team that absolutely churns out wide receivers so I have no reason to believe that that would not be the case. Pickens, especially someone who is, you know, supposedly as good as he is being a second round pick. Um, 
But he's a quarterback. What? Did you say he's a quarterback or wide receiver? Pickens, he's yeah. he's a wide receiver. Pickett oh. is the quarterback. Yeah. Sorry. Um but I think that's the biggest thing. Why Najee is my MVP and why Deontay Johnson is my X Factor as well. Um I think it also comes down to volume. I think they both can replicate what they've done, but the biggest I think Najee, without a question, can replicate what he did last year. You think he's um, better than what he did last year, though? That's the problem. Better? Yeah, Here's I think he can be. Yeah, for it's, sure. In order, in order for all these guys to remain the same or be better, they need their quarterback to finish better than Ben Roethlisberger did last year. And Ben Roethlisberger was the 21-ranked quarterback. Do we have faith in the rookie or in Mitch Trubisky? to be better than 21. Well, to be better than what Big Ben is and what Big Ben brings you to the table. I mean, in the sense of Najee, I don't think it matters ultimately because Big Ben was horrendous last year. The offensive line was horrendous last year. So, I mean, the offensive line supposedly has improved, been improved in the offseason. Um, so – even if the offensive line is slightly better, I think that helps. Obviously, that helps Najee. And the quarterback play was already abysmal last year anyway. I don't. I know fantasy ranking-wise, Big Ben was number 21. But, I mean, eyeball test, week to week, watching the Steelers' offense was a slog. It's like watching paint dry. 21 is not good. 21's not even a QB1. He'd be on everyone's bench in the league. Oh, right. Yeah. So exactly. So that's what I'm saying, though. He right. wasn't even he wasn't even a uh an option last and I'm year. Saying, I'm saying, do you think Trubisky or this other guy can do better than that, though? We don't know. I don't, I don't think it matters for Najee, I don't think it matters. Obviously, it matters for Deontay Johnson. Right, but I'm, I think if somebody's going to improve whether it's Najee, Deontay, Claypool, somebody is drastically going to go down. <laughs> and I feel like I feel like if Claypool improves, and, and you got Faramuth too, he's my sleeper. I, I think with the new quarterbacks, they're going to like him too over the middle. And I think he's going to get better. I think Claypool's going to get better. And I think, unfortunately, it's going to have to be Deontay Johnson who – Takes that dive back into wide receiver two territory. Possible flex. If you're drafting Deontay to do what he did last year, I got news for you. It ain't happening, man. It just ain't happening. I love Deontay. I had him last year, and I, I loved every minute of him because he was that guy who was just a target whore, 169. I was like, oh, balls up, going to Deontay. And most of the time, Deontay was able to make that play. He's a great receiver. But I just think without Big Ben, we're going to see a new shift. I yeah, it's know. tough. I, like I, I think even though Ben sucked, I feel like he still had the veteran Q, uh, quarterback IQ, football IQ, and would be able to read plays better and make the smarter decisions, maybe keep drives alive, dump it off the Najee when it's appropriate. Mr. Bisky, maybe not as much, but he's at least – Younger, more agile, keep the play alive with his legs. Maybe he does still have to dump it off to Najee, but I'm kind of with you, Glenn. 
I think pretty much all the top guys, the top guys move lower. Chase Claypool was already pretty low. He should probably come up a bit. Friermuth is uh, maybe the same, if not better. But I think Najee drops out of the top five, probably bottom 10. Um, well, a, a low RB1, like top 10, but like maybe eight or nine or something. Second half. Um, Deontay probably drops to wide receiver two instead of wide receiver one. And Claypool, maybe about the same, maybe better, but it's, it's Trubisky. And I'm looking at Trubisky's stats. He hasn't finished above QB21 except in 2018 with the Bears. Well, let's not uh, forget, Trubisky also made Allen Robinson a wide receiver one and you know, back-to-back seasons. It's true. He's got it in him. It's a, it's yeah. a tough team. Mr. Trubisky. Um, who are your X factors? Because mine was Deontay. That's why I explained it. Yeah, same here. Because he can break your team potentially if this QB situation doesn't work out. Uh, yeah, Deontay is my X factor as well. Sleepers that Claypool is can't be possibly worse than it was last year. Yeah, I'm not really on the Fryermuth train yet. I know there's a lot of hype behind him. He's young. Uh, wait, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Sousa, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Is this his second year? This is going to be his second year. Uh-oh. In an hour, 14-man league, he moves the tight end one, finished 13th in PPR, 14th in standard. I mean. I mean, the stars are lining up. Stars are lining up. In the book of Suzology, second year tight ends, that's chapter one. That's chapter one. That's right. Maybe uh, Trubisky won't be as inclined as Big Ben was to huck it deep to Deontay. Instead, he's going to drop it off to Pat Pryor. Maybe. Maybe. Something to think about. That's Steelers, it. anything else on him? Nothing? No. Nah. Who's winning this division? Not the Steelers. Not the Steelers and not the Browns. Not the Browns. I'm going with the Bengals again. I'm going to say it. Mason's, Mason's big on that Super Bowl hangover. Yeah. I'm going with the Bengals, though. I'm going with the Bengals. We'll go with the Ravens. Typical. Mm-hmm. Just to be different. Although I was hyping up the Bengals like they're going back to the Super Bowl. So maybe I should pick the Bengals. I mean, AFC North, that was good. Now we have just three divisions left. And then we are steamrolling our way into week one of the NFL football season. Let's go, baby. Which means, Mason, since Susan picked last week, get to decide this week. You have your choice between the NFC South, the AFC South, and the NFC West. I feel like we should save the NFC West for last now because that's probably the best division left. So let's, you know what? Let's bite the bullet. It's time for the AFC South. 
That's what we're doing. AFC South. (laughs) Bite the bullet, baby. Um, all your, all your Jaguars, Titans, Colts, and Texans fans. Oh, hop on board, baby, because next week's gonna be fucking good. Oh my god, I can't wait to squeeze the fantasy juices out of all these teams because uh, there's not a lot. (laughs) I'm gonna be be fucking getting breaking the stone. Um, I mean. Titans. Tighten up. Colts. Colts. I mean, Jaguars. Texans. Texans. I mean, they're not that bad. <laughs> no, I mean, look, I think they're all just like, like, you just, you know, you look at those teams and you're like. I don't know. Titans and Colts have their studs. You okay, Susan? You hear that? The fucking storm came back. I didn't hear that. Oh, it was. Oh, loud. your house? Yeah. Oh God! Just dropped a bomb. Titans and Colts have their studs, and I think Texans and Jaguars are more like they're like interesting. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. They have they have a little bit of intrigue in fantasy. Not a lot, but a little bit. Respectable. Um, you know what I'm saying? I got gotcha. you. Uh, one more week closer, boys. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we thank you again for watching our stream on the Twitch. Follow us on the Twitter. Hell yeah, baby. Subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, Tuesday night, every every Tuesday at 6 o'clock, we are live here on Twitch at the Stella Show, the podcast. If you like it, give it a follow. If um, what am I forgetting? That's oh TikTok. Scratch us on TikTok too. Instagram, everything. I don't give a damn. But um, we're getting close. We're Mason's close. still working on that Snapchat. Yep, yep, yep. yep. It's, I, it's it, a work in progress. It's getting there though. Once Mason gets the Snapchat up and well, I think we're gonna sign you, Susan, to our OnlyFans. All right. Works for me. We're gonna get that going. Oh, boy. Any last thoughts? That's it. Negative. Let's uh, get the fuck out of here. Bye-bye.